But wrap your minds around this, gentlemen. Come on, we got hoes, Tito. I hate curses and I hate all of you. All right, America, have your laugh. Your sisters, give each other a kiss and make up. Man, the guy's talking about incense. It's not funny, the guy needs help. Price is wrong, bitch. I get it, you don't like me, I exploded. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Welcome to Adam Sandler Please Stop, a retrospective of all Adam Sandler movies, past, present, and unfortunately future. I'm Robert Bacon, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts... Marie Maloney. And Caleb George. This week, we look at the Adam Sandler list. Hotel Transylvania Transfermania, that's the technical name, Hotel Transylvania Transfermania, released on January 14th, 2022. Rolls off the tongue. Rolls off the tongue. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everybody. Hi, HT4. Mm. <laughs> we never thought we'd be here. We didn't. 72 hours ago, I had seen none of these films. 72 hours later, I've seen four of these fucking films. Yeah, and you're wiser. Yeah. You're much wiser. Two and, a, two and a half years ago, me and Bacon watched uh, this movie in a theater. With oh HD3. With a date and a group of ch- a kids with a parent? Was that what it yeah. was? Man. <laughs> and what an experience that one was. I mean, out of all of Adam Sandler's films, I think the Hotel Transylvania series is the most like, meh, like, this is a yeah. thing. This is happening. Yeah. And especially if you take a look at like the Rotten Tomato score, I've never seen four movies consistently get like around 50% from both <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes critic score and the audience score. Pretty much everyone has been like, yeah, yeah you know, it's on. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, you want to go into facts about this movie? Yeah, let's give some facts. Uh, sorry, right. I went to go uh, mute my <laughs> Slack notifications and I accidentally muted you guys Yay. for a second. Oopsie toopsie. Also, make sure to mute your <laughs> Slack notifications if you are listening to us right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to quit. It really Slack. throws everything off. Um, uh, bef- uh, first fact that I'm just going to say is uh, Adam Sandler is not. In this one, this is the very first Hotel Transylvania that he's not the voice of Dracula. Uh, Try to look it up. Says Sandler and Sony have not released an official explanation why he's not in this. It might have something to do with the deals between Sony Pictures that he usually does his movies with and then Netflix, which he's obligated Mm. to. And then this is on Prime. So I don't know. Me personally... Adam Sandler's voice in this, he he's not a, doesn't do a good Dracula. Uh, it's just kind of there. It's not awful, but it's not like, oh, my God, I need Adam Sandler's Dracula. Yeah, so we wait, don't. You, are you talking about the guy that replaced him? Well, Is I'm, that sa- what you're saying? I'm saying that it like the guy. There's a guy who replaced him and I didn't even notice. Like I, oh, I at, the, at the beginning, I was like listening and I'm like, OK, this is different. But five minutes into this film, I don't care noticed it just wasn't i don't know a big deal because i mean adam's voice acting is just him going a little gruffer uh as as dracula so it's like okay (laughs) you know like he's just doing his thing and we should be happy Uh, that it's one of four character voices that he can do (laughs) um (laughs) and the the guy who replaced him brian hall uh, did a perfectly fine job yeah. with the role. 
Yeah, I'm going to disagree with both of you on this one. So no. this, it, when I first listened to the trailer, I was like, that's not Adam Sandler. And I do think that there is a bit of magic lost. Um, oh, Lord. <laughs> I think that you can just tell in certain moments where it's like, I, I know I personally watched it and went, I, I, I want to see what, I, I hope they remake it. And I hope that Sandler's able to join us again, because I just think that Sandler's fourth installment here of, of really a pivotal moment, I think, within the whole family where, you know, transfer trans transformania is like trans <laughs> it's hotel transylvania it's hotel i thought i keep calling it hotel transfermania because that's what it should be called but it's called yeah. hotel transylvania transfermania transforming actually technically yeah. full name amazon original hotel transylvania transfermania trademark yeah i think the point i'm trying to make is that it's like this was a, an important story to tell, and the <laughs> fact that we didn't have Adam Sandler's voice there, I think it there was a hole for me, <laughs> for me personally. All right, you know we that's and we accept both sides of the argument here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Marie, what are some facts about this? Some fun facts, and then. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I found on IMDb that Steve Carell was consti considered to replace Adam oh. as the voice of Dracula, but then I think Sony's like. This guy, Brian Hull, is a lot cheaper, so let's go yeah. with him. Yeah, and yeah. no one will know. Yeah. No yeah. one will know. Don't pay Steve Carell money when you can get the exact same sound right. and, like, a tenth of the cost. Right. And you know what? Straight, straight to Prime? Like, <laughs> right, why exactly. Would, why would they get right. Steve for this? Well, I'll be honest. been considered for all of two seconds before yes. Sony was like, why the fuck would we do that? Yeah, he's already our guru. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, and I'm going to say that uh, I love Steve Carell. Big fan. Voice actor Steve Carell. Uh, like his Gru. Is it is his Gru really? Could anybody else do a better Gru? Isn't Gru just Dracula? Isn't it the same thing? It's just it's both Eastern European villain, likable like villain. Russian, Isn't it the yeah. same fucking thing? <laughs> it, it's something. I don't know. It's it's not make or break M Marie. Like he could step in and do the groove voice and I'd be like sure yeah that's fine do the groove I think <laughs> do the groove well we all know the groove is not the important part of those films it's the minions it's the minions exactly yeah the minions, yeah. minions. and those are just that's where that's, chipmunk voices. that's where they pay the real dollars <laughs> yes. for voice acting yeah give me the guy yeah. who did Alvin from <laughs> Alvin and the chipmunks have him I... say banana 60 times <laughs> If we can sidebar for just a second. This whole on, thing's uh, been sidebar. <laughs> on minions. We're, this is a third bar that we're at. I wish Hotel Transylvania had the same meme culture that minions have. You do? Well, I mean, I, talk me through that. <laughs> step by step, be something... through this. Because I don't even want the minions meme culture. So talk I me think, through this. I really think there's something beautiful and disturbing about the like <laughs> the sexualized minions <laughs> like the sexualized minion memes well the problem with this and i would like to see uh you know, blobby with a dump truck ass. <laughs> that's it. That's what it is. You like the dump truck ass minion meme. Like, that's what you want. And there's some dump truck ass in this. I there's a couple. There's I straight several butt. pages of notes where I wrote that that ass dough. Don't so get there's it. like a lot of yeah. dump truck. I don't want to get ahead and start talking about the asses, but it's very. Yeah. I just. It'd be fun if we got to yassify some of the Hotel Transylvania. 
well characters in meme form you don't want that marie because they (laughs) if you we already know we've talked about in previous hotel transylvanias there is uh like a deviant art section for just mavis If you look oh, at yeah. Mavis yes. art, oh, yeah. it's it gets I graphic forgot. quick, and she is I thick. Forgot about that. Yeah. Oh my god. I, there are numerous amount of people who have certainly jerked off to <laughs> Mavis. Like she is somebody that I, I could easily see her being like a cartoon whatever sexual mm-hmm. thing. I they knew what they were doing. See that in the third one, they put her in a swimsuit. They knew yeah. what they were doing. They knew- they knew. I'm sorry. They knew. They knew what they were doing when they made her a pregnant bat. Yes. Like, that is a, yes. that is the most fuckable bat I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Marie, can we get back to the first bar? What are facts about this <laughs> okay. movie? I'd like to Batman? sidebar no. a, a fourth time. <laughs> no, this is gonna be a four-hour podcast. <laughs> um. Okay. So the next fact I have, and I don't know if you guys noticed, but. Kevin James is not the voice of Frankenstein in this. Yes. I did. I did. Yeah. And I feel the exact opposite way about that. <laughs> oh, that's, I know. Well, that's... The movie is better for it. No, yeah, exactly. I'm going to go with the opposite of Caleb on this one. I'm going to say that Kevin James, you know, large lumbering softness that he brought to the role of Paul Blart Mall Cop and Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 uh, was kind of missing in this part because he has kind of like this big softy vibe to him and uh the you guy who did uh, kevin j i mean you can impersonate kevin james what are you a, a middle-aged man from the midwest <laughs> where are you gonna find well, somebody like you, that this is this is why i disagree bacon because there is a moment where he is transformified or whatever the fuck we're gonna call hotel this. transylvania transformania yeah he was he was amazon primed hotel transylvania transformania into a fairly gorgeous human being but there's a part where he is sun soaking near a window and he has an like he put work in the gym here because mm-hmm. that chest it i'm looked... sorry sun soaking oh yeah sun soaking. You, what what you ever heard of sun soaking i've never heard it called sun oh, soaking he's soaking all the I, sun. I think I i've heard that term it before it was i i heard that term when i was uh watching a golden girls i think <laughs> Sun soaking, baby. Sun soaking. I've heard like tanning. <laughs> sun sure. soaking. Sun soaking um, sounds more elegant. And he has, a, he has a ripped ass, like massive chest. And I don't think Kevin deserves that. Um, mm, no. You know, I just, I really miss the the mumbling and bumbling. From him? <laughs> of yeah. the, the voiceover, uh, you know, performance. Well, if we're missing mm. him, you know, we're going to get more of him later because he's in a movie where he plays... NFL head coach Sean Payton. Oh and my god, I, I completely is, forgot he's. In he's that like movie. four Sean Paytons. But Marie, what's yeah. the next? What's the next fact? Um. Oh, so um, so it's not voiced by. Kevin sorry, James. Frankenstein's not voiced by Kevin James. It's voiced by a guy named Brad Abel. But I guess also Jim Carrey was considered to replace Kevin James. Oh my god! Which again. What? Why? Why? No. How? First how? of all, how dare you? First of all, Jim Carrey is not second string Kevin James. In uh-uh. in zero universes is that a case? It's it's a bizarre fact on here. Um, but yeah, none of the, none of the other facts are really as interesting. As That's fine. 
disturbing as the um, the Jim Carrey fact. Well, uh, well, those are good facts. Uh, Caleb found an article from what website that has five facts? Mommyfactor.net. <laughs> <laughs> this is five fun facts about Hotel Transylvania, <laughs> Hotel Transylvania 4, Transformania on Prime Video. <laughs> Trademark. And that's literally the title. Yeah, it's the most Google searchable title ever. <laughs> um, I, yeah, these are terrible. But here's a couple of them throwing them at you. We'll see. We'll All see right. what uh, what art is inspired from it. Andy Samberg's knowledge of conversational Spanish was enough for him to perform the old Spanish language <laughs> version of George Michael's "Wake Me Up Before You Go Go" featured in the film. So cool. All right. Cool. Good one. Yeah. The other one here is Wayne's improvised dance is inspired by a number of popular dance challenges on social media, including the renegade TikTok dance choreographed by Jaliah Harmon. Okay. I'm Uh, I'm starting to understand. I did notice I was, well, like the second he started dancing, I'm like, I'm, I bet it's going to be TikTok dance moves. And then I was like, yep, I see them. Um, and yeah, that was it. I'm starting to see where <laughs> so, moms get their information. Like I could see how it's like this is funneled into like mom brain and explained. Yeah. I'm excited for the next fact. Okay. 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 I need another. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, uh. Griffin's human design was inspired by his comment in the first movie that he had red curly hair. So. Wow. I forgot mm-hmm. about that. Did you remember that, Caleb? You just binged these. I don't even know who Griffin is. I, it's an invisible man, right? It's the invisible man. It's the invisible man. It's the invisible man. Yeah, right? It's the invisible man. It's David Spade, who definitely came back. Uh, yes, oh, yeah, he, he did. definitely. D- David Spade doesn't have a bottom. Yeah, he he's he's coming back for whatever. Yeah. Like, all in. Well, those are interesting. Yeah. Yeah, the other two are fine. Young Mavis is voiced by Selena Gomez's younger sister, Victoria Gomez. So that's oh. kind of fun. Oh, hey. Okay. How about that? that yeah. actually, that's actually an interesting one. Yeah. I like it when they do so, that in movies. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's that's fun. Awesome. That's fun. Uh, I have a little announcement to make that Let also that it. helps the podcast. Actually, uh, Adam Sandler, please stop. Listener is going to be first to hear this because I haven't even posted it on social media. haven't done anything. So, you know, all my Exclusive life news. Exclusive content. Yeah, all my life news. Make sure to stay subscribed for all <laughs> that. Uh, but good news. Uh, Daddy Bacon is coming home to the motherland. He's bringing home the bacon. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm moving back to Chicago. Uh, my job is now work from home because pandemic. And then it's like, Hey, I could work from home from all the time. So it's like, all right, I can go anywhere and got family in Chicago and I'm getting married and she's actually here listening. Ruth. Hi, I'm honored to be here. I've been a fan longer than I've been, uh, with bacon so yeah i think because it was uh one of my trips to boston we mm-hmm. met we were it was an improv thing ruth was there and we were just talking and it just kind of came up and she and i checked out your podcast and i thought wow this is really hilarious and uh you know two years later 
He's my fiance. Dang. Added a, a check in the pro column. Yeah. <laughs> so fangirls never give up, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I respect the hustle, Ruth. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, so we'll be back in Chicago, going to be setting up uh, a new studio and a house that we're looking at. Uh, oh. And so this we're going to be able to do these together again. And be able to yes, do them. I can't wait. In a better studio and more, you know, more often again. And uh, yeah, yeah, have a lot more fun. So I can be considered the reverse Yoko Ono of Adam <laughs> Sandler. Yeah, that's correct. You brought us. You brought yeah. us together yeah. to create. You some brought of the our most boy amazing, back. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're bringing our boy home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my legacy to the podcast. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. and we will also make something equivalent to Blackbird. A hundred percent. Yeah, we have. A, yeah. What Beatles are we? <laughs> oh. Um, I'm like, I just can't wait to see my beautiful egg painting up in your new home somewhere. I know, I know it's going to have a prime spot. Probably the bathroom again. (laughs) It's in the bathroom now. It's a good bathroom painting. Like, I'm totally kidding. You can can throw that thing out if you want to. What do you, oh, it's great. Ruth loves it. I do. (laughs) I actually didn't even know that was your painting. And I've said like, with this painting. Yeah. So well, I was yeah, a fan was... of the painting before I even knew <laughs> well, that it was what? your painting. <laughs> You're the reverse o- Yoko Ono of painting as well. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's how I'm going to well, describe I mean, you from now I on. I personally, I'm excited for you, Bacon, to come back to Chicago and uh, and have you, you know, uh, be more readily available for hangouts and podcasts and all that jazz. And Ruth, I'm excited you're coming with him. Thanks. Yeah, I can't absolutely. wait to be there. And you guys are always welcome. Come over, podcast, and uh, I'll order pizza. Yeah, oh, I'm excited right. to have friends who are homeowners. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. Yeah. personally. <laughs> yeah, and it's gonna that be up, great. That up, up my friendship game. Now I'm like taking way more seriously. <laughs> uh, yeah, but let's please. get into this movie, you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's talk about this goddamn movie. For centuries, no human has had the power to become a monster. Until now. Behold the transformation ray. Awesome! But is it safe, though? Let's find out. <laughs> huh? Is everything okay down here? Hey, Drac, what's up? Johnny? Oops. <laughs> those guys it's me uncle griffin you don't recognize me i've literally never seen you before we need to find a way to fix this there is a place deep in the amazon only there can the transformations be reversed time to go (laughs) right still human please being a human is the worst and swim Relax, mosquito. And fly. Hotel Transylvania, Transformania. Boy, that was fun. First of all, the first thing that I noticed is I was really trying to pay attention when this thing started. If the animation was somehow like worse, or if there was like less textures, or if it like mm-hmm. didn't really seem like they were putting it all in because it was direct to prime and because not everybody was in there. So it was like really confusing to me. And I don't I don't know. I think it looked fine. Yeah, it looked I think fine. it looked good. Yeah. I, I think I, I don't know. I'm sure it's inter- it's different watching like, 
each one of the films with space in between. But for me, watching them literally back to back to back, I definitely noticed that the texture in the second film, which is another reason why it's one of my favorites, and we can argue about that later, but the texture in the second one, I think I like the animation in the second one the most. And you can see it when you're doing it back to back. You can kind of see the the subtle differences. But this one felt fine, but it didn't quite have the same texture and, and look to me that the second one did. That's interesting, because we didn't see, we've seen them in different formats and spaced out, Ruth. Uh, right. Yeah, Marie and I. Right. Marie, so, wait, I don't sorry, know. I what was that? Yeah, Marie, <laughs> what, what was your thoughts on how it looked? Um, I didn't really notice a huge difference, but also, like, we haven't seen HT3 in uh, quite a while. That one I've watched, Ruth, did we watch that together? No, I watched that one recently with uh, my roommate and his boys, and they loved it. And we had like the lights set on, and that one's just that one's just a trip. Like that one's literally it, yeah. just movement. Yes, the octo. I just remember the octopus. The octopus, the, the kraken. Great. The yeah. kraken. Wait, yeah. so y'all liked the third one? Is that your favorite? Uh, uh, I I forgot. I, I don't know if I'd say liked. We enjoyed our experience in the theaters watching it yeah. together and sure. like it was kind of like that and in the theaters that monster was amazing like the the sound and the style like all of a sudden when it got to that ending it was huh. awesome it was really great to watch in the theater and I think I like the third one because the theater it was because it was so much movement and so much stuff going on and it was so colorful that I, I couldn't, I was like a child watching that one. And that's kind of like, right, it, go ahead. Thir the third one gave me like a little bit of whiplash because like the the color and the scale of the the octopus kraken was like so huge. But then we have like a Macarena yes. reference. Yeah. In, yeah. in like, Which was awesome. you know, 2019. It was just very like... Like, where am I? What is happening? <laughs> what is going on? The kids in the corner are laughing their ass off. There's a date behind us. Like, what yeah. is, what's going, we're sitting here cracking up. Like, it was just very, mm. it, it was like the setting helped. Yeah. Well, my yeah. enjoyment set, of the film. Set and setting are always so important. Yeah. <laughs> um, for me, I was in my bed watching it on a 13 inch screen. So I had a similar <laughs> experience. <laughs> Um, yeah, I wouldn't recommend watching this on a computer or a phone or that one yeah. or this one even. Uh, just moving into this one, I, it was just a lot. I feel like it took a lot from that third one of just like so much movement. So much of yeah. the joke is on like the Looney Tunes aspect of things. Yeah, agreed. And so so this is why I'll say like why I think the second one for me was, was my favorite is because the third one, the first and third are very zany. They're like all over the place. It's it's obviously kind of, I think, catered a lot towards kids. But like every line just kind of jumps all over the place. Like everything's crazy. All the characters are either go from one to ten back to one to ten. Right. And, and so that for me just like was driving me crazy after a while. But I think the second one has some of the better jokes because I think they play into the tropes better. I think it's just better written. And so like. I think that like it even has cutaways. The second one had cutaway jokes that that I guess they just dropped. Like I don't I I found the joke where like Invisible Man says like, 
oh, you know, I had a best-selling um, exercise video. And then it cuts away, and there's two people <laughs> that are, like, backup dancing, trying to follow the invisible man as he does, like, a workout video, but they don't know what he's doing. So they're just – and he's like, come on, no, I'm doing this. And I don't know why, but I – like, jokes like that where I'm like, okay, you get the joke of the character – those are prevalent all throughout the second one but then they jump back in the third one it's just zany over the top like characters and that's why i think i like the second one more i think they they understood the tropes and they played the the fun of those those character tropes so i think that's for me like why why i just didn't dig the second one but i can understand how the watching it in theater for the third one would be an experience i wish i could have done that i think that would have been fun for me too yeah well it does go into this one of like so in this one they all uh, transform into humans or uh what's the name of the andy sandberg's character i I sincerely have never known his name and (laughs) andy sandberg and helsing and the lady the lady van helsing is I've called her Becky the entire time. I don't think that's her name, but I've called her Becky the entire <laughs> that's time. That's about right. I got, she looks more like a Betty Boop like character. Yes, what, she's yeah. really weird. But the, so everyone switches over, and the, I didn't think they played with that joke a lot. Like beyond the reveal, like I enjoyed the joke of the blob gets turned into Jello, and then he yeah. just happens to make it through all these crazy situations. That was fun, and when the Invisible Man. Shows shows up and he's naked and you see his anus like that was cool but then like they oh didn't... that butt shot <laughs> you want dump truck ass marie marie that with that butt shot good are you kidding me like a zoomed in like it wasn't in passing in it was like you... yeah like it was from the point of view of like you you're about to like eat that ass yes. exactly straight in. you were just suddenly in his it's like the two cheeks just came onto yeah, your face you. yeah if I saw this, so disturbing. I was like, don't you ever violate me like that Well, this again. is why they weren't able to put it in theaters, because if that was on a giant screen, like, it would be terrifying. It, th- they would walk out in mass. I'm telling you. <laughs> it was disgustingly disturbing. It was so zoomed in. I think I saw a hole. <laughs> There had they, to be. There was no yeah, way we were all up to, in there. They animated whole for yeah. sure. And then Johnny's character, like Johnny didn't change at all because, well, Johnny isn't the character that needs to change. In all these films, it's always Dracula. It's always Adam Sandler's character who's the one that needs to change and adjust to the world around him. But in this one, like Johnny, human Johnny and monster Johnny, like really the same thing to me. Right. Yeah, and even, I also, yeah, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Marie. No, you go ahead, Marie. I thought it would have been a lot stronger if it like, well, I guess it ruins the premise of the the, um, transformation, but um, I thought it would have been stronger if he didn't want to give the hotel to them because uh, Johnny's a fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah. That's the biggest reason why you don't give him a hotel, but I do think- I mean, and then I guess right. you could go into the transformation because he's he could be like, I'll prove myself. I'll become a monster. Like I'll be right. worthy of this hotel. And um, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe I checked out. Um, but like, um, I, I don't know that there was like. I think if you're going to use this transformation as such an important plot point within the story, that that's got to drive the character arc. And I'm yeah. not quite sure what everyone learned by transforming. Like Johnny yeah. didn't really because Johnny just got more evil and bigger and meaner 
But like, did he discover anything necessarily about himself while no. he was a monster that made him a better person? And 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 vice versa with Dracula. Dra- yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know that I. And if I did, it was if that was there, I, I probably didn't read it because by this time I'm just like I'm I'm hotel transfer no. I'm overload at this point, but I didn't see that or remember seeing that. Well, I think that I'm just going to jump in because I have not seen the other Hotel Transylvanias and this one, actually. <laughs> this is the first one you saw. Yeah. And you know what? This is the best one to get introduced to the series. <laughs> <laughs> I like to start at the fourth film in any film series. And you know what? It, I didn't mind it. But <laughs> <laughs> well, Ruth and I, the entire time, she just kept, she turned over to me and she's like, it's a thing. No, I, I've seen worse movies <laughs> seen for worse. sure. Actually, Frozen 2 was worse. Frozen 2 was worse. Whoa. Yeah, I think. Whoa. Frozen 2 had, <laughs> I'm sure its budget would blow this one out of the water and yeah. it was way worse. But what I thought he, act, that character learned how to express how hurt he was by Dracula because mm. he, he actually got mad at him and Oh, I guess his arc was him getting angry because he can't really. And then that was him like showing him. But it was just like so not important to the overall story. Like I agree with Caleb of like it would have been better like, you know what? He sucks at business. He's owning a hotel like you. It's something people go to school to like how to run hotels and how to do that. Like he should have maybe learned because his thing is uh, he doesn't really behave like an adult and he doesn't have a lot of like um responsibilities so like maybe if he grew as that as a monster something like oh when you're a monster you have to do this this and this you have to remember and like that well and i think and again maybe i missed this because i kind of checked out but there is a moment where dracula is worried that this hotel becomes some sort of like you know drug induced like (laughs) fish you know the band fish like inspired hotel because he like has a backpack and shit and so i so i do feel like there was this feeling from dracula of like if i give over this hotel then essentially it's going to be run by jerry garcia and so i don't know what like i think there's an opportunity there for him to become a monster to understand how to run a monster hotel yeah and maybe that makes dracula feel better in Mm -hmm. putting and giving him this opportunity right so so I could see that, and again, maybe I missed that, but like, that's what I could see is that monster transformation allowing him to to live in a monster skin so that he understands how to to run a hotel catered to monsters. I that was great, but that's not what happened. That's not what happened. No. No, We're making a better movie. We are filling in. This is literally just like just to go from set piece to set piece to set piece, right. and yeah. to, yes. to change up the character because they ran out of jokes about these uh, characters in this like midway through the second one, and they didn't even try in the third one. So by the time they got to this, they're like, we have to flip them. Uh, and c- actually, yeah. can we just go through? each of the characters and what they change into and see if like that helped at all. I think Blob never really brought anything to the table in the previous films. I think in this film, it was the same joke every time, and, but it it was the best Blob, I think. I think Jello Blob is the best version of this Blob. Yes, agreed. Yes, because he's not important. But he is great for, like, he is a great visual gag. So every time they needed a reaction, in the other three at least, they'd always cut to him and and that's what he's there for. So I think the the gag of him being Jello is enough and then you just take him for the ride and that's fun. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Bobby, upgrade. 
All right. Blobby, Blobby, upgraded. Blobby grew upgraded. on me. I hated that fucker in the beginning, but he grew on me. Yeah, right. He grows on you. He grows on you. Like he's and and it's, and it's so obvious. It's like the minions, where it's like yeah. I know what you're trying to do to me here, and I don't like it. But for Blobby and this one, at least, I think an upgrade. The Thank mummy. You. Uh, who was originally CeeLo Green and then got kicked off and now, so I don't know what voice we're on, on The Mummy. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key. Oh, that's right. But I don't know if the, what he turns into was still Keegan-Michael Key. I don't know either. I mean, we could play the game, is this the, is this the famous actor it used to be? <laughs> it is, though. All day long. <laughs> it, it's He's in this. He voices, uh, he's a voice in this. Gotcha. Uh, but so what do you guys, I mean, I don't think, uh, so mummy was just mummy in the other ones. And now in this one, he's Egyptian old man. Yes. He's, super old man, Egyptian. That's my fucking problem with this film is like, these are iconic monsters with faults and issues and like, you know, huge, huge, uh, they did, they're just, arcs. there's so much you could play to them like the wolfman is is like iconic and like there's been many monster movies made about him the mummy all these and so there are these things that you can play in terms of tropes and like faults and and things you can highlight but they just don't do it they're just all reduced to like stupid dumb bits that can apply to any character like what's the mummy what making him a human what does that do for him but we don't know anything about him to be able to you know, if you reverse him and make him a human and expose a different aspect or, of his character or flaw, then then that's the point of the film. But, but I don't know enough about this dude other than he just kind of screams every once in a while and sings a fucking song. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, I agree. Agreed. As well. And then each of these characters in... Eh, each one of these characters in... Watch where you going! <laughs> Uh, I can't wait to get back to that city, you guys. <laughs> uh, it, that, I'm joking. It, hear that all the time in Boston. Um, uh, <laughs> what I was trying to say is each of these characters have been, have been used in popular culture to also talk about something else, like intelligent or like somebody's fears or just as an, an allegory for a story or a metaphor for another story. And in this one, you're right. They don't do... They, they choose to do absolutely nothing with them because it's, they're really just slapstick. Uh, yeah. Moving on to then uh, Frankenstein, Kevin James before and somebody else now. Uh, I mean, what do you guys think about Frankenstein just changing to just a handsome man was the joke. I, Frankenstein's I feel like monster, it was so. just a smidge lazy. Like I like the fact that he's handsome but it would have been more fun if, like, one, he didn't realize it. Mm -hmm. And everyone was, like, drooling over him and he didn't get it. Hmm. Um, or two, everyone's like, ew, gross. Uh, kind of like Fran Drescher's, like, like Frankenstein wife version was. Mm -hmm. yeah. Where she, like, sees him hot and she's like, ew, gross. <laughs> I miss the old you. Like, that's fun. That's fun. And it switched. Like sometimes he was gross to people, and then or annoying people. Yeah. But then other times they were like, "Oh, but he is so handsome." And I agree with yeah. you, Marie. He should have just been ugly to everybody because why would they find him attractive? None of these monsters find humans attractive. Right. Right. But isn't there something too to be said about like 
wouldn't you want some of these characters to maybe question whether going back to being a monster is something they want? Like, doesn't that shut make up, an Caleb. interesting... Caleb, shut up. What are you talking about? <laughs> Caleb, Caleb. How dare you? How dare you? Caleb, what do you... How dare what, you? What do you think this is? Where do you think, like, where do you, what think if, you are? I'm just saying, like, we, if you were to analyze Frankenstein, like, he's this oh monster who's unaccepted by society. What if he suddenly became incredibly accepted by society and didn't want to switch back? Even if all the monsters thought he was ugly, which I think is a great bit. If he's, like, vain and, like, oh, I'm, I'm finally going to be accepted by society, all the monsters are like, you're ugly. But then he didn't want to go back. Caleb, what, like, what, what podcast do you think you're on? <laughs> like, what world oh do you God. live in? Set eight pages of notes here. Yeah, and, do you think Sony is... didn't take a single one of them? What do you think this is? Sandler Cinema? Yeah. Oh, Murray's wow. great at names. Yeah, yeah well, that's, that's like six or seven years of uh, of a failure for a title podcast. <laughs> okay, uh, moving on. To me, it was nothing. Uh, moving on to The Wolfman, which is uh, Steve Buscemi. Uh, which the joke the entire time was before is he has a lot of kids and it's really tough and him and his kids have a lot of hard times. And in this one, he was just a, uh, I don't know, a middle-aged man. Yeah. What was he? Yeah. He was just, a, he was just like a dude. He was just like, he looked like every improviser in the city of Chicago. Yeah. I think I saw that character at CIC. A yes. few times. I think I've, I know many women who have dated that guy yeah. and I've been like, don't date that dude. I'm looking at a photo of him <laughs> right now. I think I did. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought he looked familiar. Like he is a little he is a little Dugany with a beard. You know what I'm saying? He is a yeah. little James Dugan with hey, a beard. James, yeah. doesn't, James isn't quite that salt and pepper. This guy is fourth string James Dugan. Is what I, I mean, James Dugan is supremely talented and a yeah. nice guy. It's not a knock on him. <laughs> but but I, I got a little James Dugan look vibes from him. Well, James yeah. Dugan had a beard. I think that it might be. It might be. And he does on and off. So many people on the podcast know what we're talking about. Well, the the overall looks a little more like darker, salt and peppery. You're right. You're right. Um, but yeah, I I think I did date that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Sad to say, sad to say, but it's true. (laughs) And let's go to we all all have uh, Dracula. Treated me terribly. Let's go to Dracula and uh, just normal human. And I feel like maybe this, I, I'm sure there's more. I don't, I'm sure this isn't the real reason. But to me, I'm like, Adam Sandler wouldn't even voice over a character like this. Like a character that is balding and fat and like an old loser. Like I don't think Adam Sandler wanted to play this role. Hmm. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm I saying? Agree. I, yeah, I agree. Um, it's like not an attractive role. Um, they really animated the hell out of the, some, uh, you know, under eye circles. <laughs> <laughs> they really went in on those. They used all the technology uh, money on that, yeah. on the under eye technology. <laughs> I, I was like, uh, that I can prescribe this character some some skincare routines <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Uh, I did. Yeah, Dra- the human Dracula was fine, expected. Can I say one thing uh, that was, I think, done really well with human Dracula? And if we're talking about how they didn't explore any ideas of like what their monster form is compared to their human form, the one mm-hmm. idea that they did focus on on this is Adam Sandler 
has always has been Dracula forever, and he hasn't touched the sun. And yes, I wanted to talk about this. When he finally goes out and he feels the sun hit him and it's like this euphoric thing and the music is really well done. And I think they do a great job of like, here's the joke at first. He thinks he's going to get burned and he doesn't. And then it leads up into like his his actual like thoughts and feelings uh, about being in the sun. It, I loved it. I I love that too. And for it to end in him burning his retinas. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I thought was because an odd choice. It was. Again, it's all about the zaniness. Like you're you know, you could play up the idea of he hasn't seen the sun in how long? Like hundreds of years. Yeah. Um and so instead you decided to end that bit with him staring in the sun until he burns his eyeballs like and then that's it. I just like why? I just like I don't, when something's for kids it's just like maybe we don't do staring directly into the sun as a goof <laughs> yeah. you know like yeah. maybe we don't plant that in kids brains maybe we just we just don't well you know? I don't know if that's going to be implanted or that butt like right in their face is going to be implanted <laughs> like gross like if that was a human you would have seen the other side you would have seen the testicles between God, the legs that's true that's true <laughs> oh okay <laughs> that's what i'm gonna say okay hey but mavis there's mavis is the only one who one the only one who doesn't transform yeah one of, one of the only ones yeah that's right like frankenstein's monster's wife doesn't transform but like no she doesn't either she yeah. puts on a cloak and that's about it i think none of the None of the girl, the gal pals, none of the wives and girlfriends changed. Oh, <laughs> change yeah. Over. The girls didn't change over. Uh, the last one that we didn't talk about is Johnny, uh, any Andy Sandberg's character. He, he's exactly the same. I mean, yeah, it's he kind of becomes a, Puff the Magic Dragon. Is that what yeah, it was? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, are they making a joke I mean, on that? Because he's like, his character is basically a stoner this whole series. I guess. But- I. I, I didn't put that together, but I mean, get put together, he was a stoner this entire series. No, that he was Puff the Magic Dragon. Oh, I thought it might have been a little bit of that, of like a little, you know, those not you know, like nudge, nudge, wink, wink type situation. I see it now because he has tiny wings and he's a big green dragon. He breathes fire. He is totally Puff the Magic Dragon. How come yeah. I didn't get that? I yeah, I I didn't see it, but now you guys are telling me, and I'm like. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think it'd be kind of like an interesting thing to like name him Puff the Magic Dragon when all you've been alluding to is like, this guy definitely smokes weed and does shrooms. Yes. Oh my God, that was a joke I missed. They did a good job. (laughs) Over my head. Too much. (laughs) Hotel Transylvania, Transformania. I, you know, it's like Synecdoche, New York. I don't, I gotta watch that like 10 times to understand what's going on. Schenectady. Comparing this to Schenectady, New York. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's probably the same. Yeah. This is this movie and Tenet's the same thing. You got to watch it four or five times for <laughs> you to really understand it. <laughs> I mean, both films you leave with a headache. I'll say that. Oh, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hotel Transylvania, Transformania, directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> oh my oh god. My, I would so watch this. Oh my. Oh my god. god. With Tom York doing the music and shit, too. Like, oh, my God. I also want to talk about... Can we talk about how this thing ends? Because I feel like 
it ends kind of something that it's setting something up. Do you guys, did you guys get that? The ending? Uh, supposedly this is the final installation, like the final installment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think they're switching from movies to TV because to me, oh, it felt the, so let's spoiler alert for <laughs> Hotel Transylvania Transformania. Uh, at the end of the movie, when they come back, that was an actually fun joke that the gerbil character that got turned into a monster destroyed everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that was great. Guinea pig. But then it's you. the guinea pig. What's the point of destroying the hotel if the very next scene it's fixed again? Like they they should have had that maybe going Or the going gag. Up. That's all it oh, ever is. Yeah, That's it all awful. it is. Nothing is weight. Everything's just a gag. Right. And it's just for the payoff of him being like, you kept it as is. And then being like, well, the outside. Right. Well, see, right. to me, so I think they're setting the reason why they did this was so they could like change the whole inside. And then when he opens it up and they change the art style, then they can go to a 2D animation for a TV show. And then it's more oh. like zany and colorful on the inside and they have somewhere else to be established and go off of. And then maybe that's why they use some of these voice actors. But then they also used like they still had Steve Buscemi, they still had Molly Shannon, they still had Jim Gaffigan, they had Selena Gomez. But like, I think moving forward, they this I could see Amazon Prime having a TV series for children based on Hotel Transylvania. Oh, 100 percent. They need content and they they love those series. You know, I, I, I think you're right here. I could be you could be wrong, but I think I think that I think that's pretty spot on. I <laughs> I love the deep thinking on this. <laughs> Is it that deep? I don't. I don't think it's that deep. Okay. <laughs> I just. I just don't. I just but, think they. It was like a quick like. The inside's totally different. Colors. <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> yeah. It was the most unsatisfactory ending. Like and and that I'm saying that when usually they end on a dance number. And this one ends on a dance number, but oh, it's two D. Wait, right? oh, but there's a there's a dance number mid like act one of this movie yeah yeah. that is really bizarre to me because maybe maybe my edible was just starting to kick in (laughs) but i was watching that and i was like this scene feels like forever like we're just watching dance moves nothing's happening no like no one's talking Mm -hmm. no plot is moving along what's going on More, and i think it was like yeah. a, a full minute and a half to two minutes and then there was like they're like where's track little dance move yeah <laughs> but remember marie they did that in all of them like in the third one that we enjoyed there's a scene where they go snorkeling and it's literally just watching the mm-hmm. characters move around on screen funnily that's true that's not even i just made I mean, a word they do the fish they do the little, the little fish, fish yeah. thing which is and even I w- I w- sorry i just want to say real quick no, i think the it. people who make this film the animators who work for sony pictures animation are amazing i think they have nailed that Looney Tunes look in 3D. I feel like they understand comedic timing. I feel like everything is there. I think they're above this. I always have think that it's like the writing and the story that is the worst part about these. Yeah, a hundred like no shade to the animation at all. It, it is None. it's a hundred percent like the story that's. Yeah, and I and even in my my reviews, like I I think I did, I remember doing this. Like I was throwing shout outs to animation because I do think that like 
they understand visual gags very well. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and so like, there's even one moment where I can't, I can't remember what the bit was, but like the two people in the foreground uh, are having a conversation and like th- all the monsters are in the background and they just pop up for, for just a moment and then pop back down. And I was like, that's a great visual animation gag mm-hmm. that they, they know how to visualize that. But, and, and to Marie's point about the dancing, they, tend to get caught up in that bullshit just way too much. And my my edible done did kicked in like halfway <laughs> through the second film. So I know that even by the time you get to that, like those, you just, every movie you're anticipating there's gonna be some dance song or something at the end, usually the beginning, maybe even the middle, but like if it's Macarena or it's some other dumb fucking song that's like not really even that popular anymore. I think in this one, it was like, wasn't it like Cupid Shuffle or something like that? Cupid Shuffle was at that one. Yeah. And so it's just like, how unoriginal and mediocre do you have to constantly be that like, that's the song you pick? It's just a song that's like mainstream America that kind of everyone just is going to like, and there's, there's not going to be an opinion about it. Yeah. They play it safe. Well, the music is, do you know, Caleb, who did the music for these? It's not Mark Mothersbaugh, is it? It is. No way. He has done. He even did this one. did this music? He did it. He did one, two, three, and this one. Wow. Right? He's better than that. I mean, he had his score added in. I mean, that's the stuff that I like is it does feel a little Looney Tune-ish and it goes with. I just wish that like they played more into the things that they already had instead of just kind of randomness or like what's wow. pop culture cool. Yeah. yeah. Now that I think about it, I mean, the the, the soundtrack is good. It is, it is good because any great soundtrack, you wouldn't, you're, you're not hearing it right you mm-hmm. but but it accentuates every moment so the fact that i didn't stop and go this is bad means it was probably a pretty good soundtrack so it mm-hmm. makes sense it's mark mother's ball but still it's like editing it's the same thing of like if you don't right. notice it then it's awesome right uh do you have any other notes caleb on this and <laughs> you said you had eight pages. pages of notes pages pages yeah um i mean i, I don't see this puff the magic dragon motherfucker i wrote that down <laughs> um that ass transition was unforgivable. I will say that, that I liked that Gremlin Airlines, which we're recording on Zencaster, and Caleb has his name as Gremlin Airlines. Uh, yeah, I wrote <laughs> was a great bit that came back in this one that they didn't really capitalize that much on. The first one was great, and the third yeah, one. yeah. I mean, Gremlin Airlines is just spirit. But <laughs> I did write, what is a gremlin? Oh, like, a- what is it? A gremlin is a magical creature from the Gremlins movies. Yeah, it's a monster. Yeah, it's a monster. Hmm. If you get it wet, it multiplies. Or if you feed it after midnight, it multiplies. Hmm. And I hmm. I think it's owned, it must be owned by Sony Pictures, the first Gremlins or that, that series. Or, or is it, I think it's Warner Brothers. It might be. I don't, I don't think it is Sony. But yeah, I, I think know. it's Warner Brothers for some reason. So I'm going to bring up two big beefs I have with the film. First, the first one I brought up a lot in my reviews is like, what's the deal with the vampire powers? And why are we just liberally giving powers to that don't really even have anything like to do with vampires? He just has like powers. He's just a superhero, essentially. That bothers me. His Dracula character is completely different 
than Ruth's idea of what a Dracula is. Uh, Ruth, and, and keep in mind, when I heard this story, I was losing my mind. I can't believe that she's... Go on, Ruth. Well, my sister and I were really afraid of vampires when we were growing up. And we had like a fireplace that was down the stairs and across the hall from our bedroom. But you you had to pass by it when you went to the bathroom at night. And I was always so terrified that if I passed the fireplace, the vampire was going to see me and then come out and suck my okay, blood. Okay, so part one, part one, Ruth thinks that vampires live, live in, in fireplaces. In fireplaces. <laughs> yeah. So okay. that was part one of One wrong it. thing. One wrong thing. Also, just to put this in context, Ruth is a Canadian. So I don't know what fucking weird culture stuff they have up there. So apparently the vampires live in fireplaces. So anyway, we were both so horrified (laughs) in vampires coming that we were like losing sleep about it. I remember I used to get the cold sweats and I wouldn't be able to fall asleep until I heard like my dad get up for work. So anyway, my sister came up with this really amazing idea that she was like, well, Ruth, if you put the blanket over your neck, the vampire's hands are too weak to like pull the blanket so off. Yeah. What? So like you can be safe because he's too weak to move the blanket. And I was like, yeah, yeah, makes sense, makes sense. So to this day, we both have to sleep with our blankets up over our neck. What? Okay, so Bacon's tucking you in at night, and he's bringing the blankie like all the way up to the chin. Well, no, what I do is Ruth does that to herself, and then I always come in with really floppy wrist hands. and weak hands, and I go, "I'm coming for you again." Oh. <laughs> You got me, blood. I want to take your sheets. (laughs) And I think we've talked about it, and she thinks they have, like, weak hands because of, like, Nosferatu would, like, walk with his hands all flopped over. Like, long fingers. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's funny. I'm like, vampires are known for being very strong. But we didn't know that, luckily, because then we would never have slept. But she's not wrong. Like, like Gary Oldman, Bram Stoker's Dracula, like has the we- like. <laughs> it's almost like he's always exposing his wrists. Yeah, he's, like, always, <laughs> he's like always like, take me away, lock me exactly. up, put on the handcuffs. Exactly, that's, that's Dracula. So I get it. I, I think I understand where that comes from. Dracula wow, is, is just. That's funny. But I guess that hotel. is a very funny. They, yeah, I mean, I guess that oh, Adam Ruth. Sandler didn't hear that one. He didn't, Ruth. Tell him, <laughs> tell him why you didn't like to sleep on the top bunk. Oh well, I don't remember this, but allegedly, says my sister. Allegedly, I told my sister that um, I'll take the top bunk and she can take the bottom bunk because it's safer for her. Because if the vampire flies in, he'd come to me first. <laughs> but actually, what I thought was that. <laughs> The vampire would see her first and go for her. So, but I don't remember saying that. No, that's a legend. Where's the Where's the chimney located? (laughs) Well, that's the thing. Honestly, my thinking makes sense. No, it doesn't. You got Santa Claus and vampires mixed about. Well, I made my sister, I got my sister to make me um, a cross out of popsicle sticks that I taped onto my bed because I was so afraid. Other joke, Ruth, Jewish. Yeah, I was just gonna say, but you're Jewish. <laughs> yes, yes, but I was very afraid Slept of vampires. The cross. <laughs> so luckily, this movie didn't scare me. I will say that. 
I do. I wasn't oh scared by this. Oh my god! For your There's... wedding gift, I'm gonna get you guys just the most ornate fucking crucifix <laughs> made out of popsicle sticks. <laughs> the most Catholic oh. crucifix I can find. Well, I will tell you. We'll see... Put it on our bed. <laughs> yeah, you can put it on the edge of your bed to scare away the vampire. <laughs> We'll have I that and the that mezuzah. Like, <laughs> we'll have that out. I just, I just love that. There's a, probably, I hope that some like Jewish lady elder would walk by and just be like, "That poor little confused Jewish girl." <laughs> I also just feel bad that you guys were basically yeah. like mentally torturing yourselves. Yeah. This is what happens. I told everyone, I'm like, this is what happens when you grow up with no problems. And my, we were talking about it at Christmas this year, and my mom was like, I had no idea. That's so funny. God. Yeah, the, I can't believe you guys were just, like, keeping this to yourself. It's yeah. just... Like, utterly terrified. Because they just wanted to. You could just, like, feel like they just made up rules, but just enough to get away from it. Like, they were... The, the games. The games that they played, it's the stuff of madness. Madness. I love it. I don't know if it's it. Ruth or if it's all Canadians, but weird growing up tendencies. Well, anyway, vampires with weak hands are something that's stuck with me for my whole life. So There you go. That's Caleb, any other notes you got, Caleb? Yeah, I did have one final note, I think, uh, which is this. <clears throat> if a monster becomes mindlessly, like, beast-like, right? He keeps, you know, he keeps becoming more and more beast-like. Same thing with the gerbil or, or whatever it was. Do humans become more human? And what does that look like? Does that make oh. sense? Right, yeah. Like, if it was... If the transformation was bugging out on the monsters, then why wasn't it bugging out on the human end, too? Which, here's what I'll say about this, and I just kind of thought about it just now, is that, like, that's, that's what probably should feed more into the theme of this film, right? You become more and more human to the point where you're, like want to be human again where you lose that monster part of yourself so you have to question about whether you even want to be a monster in the first place and discovering what that means for you mm -hmm. that's what i think like i don't know how you do it but like i don't know dracula just becomes more and more middle-aged 40s man maybe he just like super gets into collecting stamps and everyone's yeah, like that's not like, the dracula where's, that we where's thought my it was. new york times yeah. <laughs> yeah. he didn't change his personality nobody's personality was really affected it was just their outward appearance and yeah. that's that's a real missed right. opportunity because it would have been Except, great because unless you're a monster and you just become more of a monster yeah hey caleb that's a way better like emotional arc and um way deeper thinking than a fucking marshmallow <laughs> yeah we a didn't even talk about the marshmallow marshmallow i think this yeah. was their shrek onion moment like the marshmallow marshmallow which like also they they took off the best part the burnt bit they remove well, that I, to make it ooey gooey. You keep that on. You know, and I'm a toaster. Oh. I don't like to burn it. I do like to toast it. I'm a toaster too. I'm not a no, burn. No, I love a burn. I love a burned marshmallow in the middle of a s'more. Well, I don't think you should That's have good stuff. such an important plot point hinge on something that is so like divisive amongst people. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. true. 
Because there might be some people out there like, I like eating ashes. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. Maybe, maybe, maybe that makes me. Why don't you just chew on some charcoal? I want an ass cracker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm the monster. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was so lame. Like, I, I got the metaphor like, oh, it's burnt, but like, take off the burn part and there's some good stuff underneath yeah. but i think yeah. the the monsters becoming more monster and the humans becoming more human would have been a way better cooler like <laughs> examination yeah and dracula could have like when he was first blasted as a human have like his powers almost gone he would still be able to do certain little things but yeah. then when he has and he might be complaining about it, and then by the time that all his powers are gone, he's even completely forgot about his powers because he's become so human, and he's become he loves everything about he being human. We could build yeah. on the sun, seeing the sun again, feeling yes. feeling tired could have been a thing. Then waking up and getting that endorphin rush of like your legs are right. like you're feeling again. Something Trying to work coffee. on that. Yes. Caffeine high. Yes, going to an, a beautiful church with all these crucifixes around, like <laughs> en enjoying garlic. Yes, right? and not it, shitting his yeah. pants. Oh my god, having pasta with garlic on it—that yes. was so good. Maybe, yes. maybe he figures out a little bit more about his uh, his son-in-law because now he's yeah. human and he can exactly. see the world he smokes, a little bit. He smokes his, weed. He's and so he mean. gets into he goes it. To concerts. Oh, concert. Yeah. The, oh there's so God. many awesome things that, like, if you were a vampire and then you, for, like, a certain amount of time you get turned back into humans, what are some things that you're going to do? And there could have yeah. been bits about him just, like, being tired even and just taking holy water and drinking it. Like, that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, you could even have the fun bit of him being, like, just walking into homes. Like, and people yeah, being like, excuse me, invited. are you... Yeah. Are, are you are you do you like live here? It's like no, I'm just excited to come in without being invited. Like that's <laughs> yes, bit. Yes, yeah. yes. And when I talk about using the tropes, like against you know using flipping the tropes, like that's what I that's where I like the second one more, I guess. And they don't do any of that. It's just all zany, crazy shit that's not grounded in anything tethered to like the lore of these characters. Okay, so I agree. The thing that uh, that Marie and I didn't enjoy about the second one was, and we were watching it in a completely different mindset. So I haven't seen it in forever, but we had Sober? that. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, we were drinking. I think, uh, but we we watched the second one and we hated how it was all just like old man, like things used to be better back in my day, like same jokes yeah. over and over again. It felt like a sitcom plot. But listening mm -hmm. to you talk about it, I do remember they were more their actual characters. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but maybe I need to revisit the second one. <laughs> don't oh, do it. Don't do it. Don't do Speaking it. Speaking of which, so Ruth and I love watching. One of the reasons we get along so well is we love watching awful movies together and talking during it. And even then, she was like, I want, I want to see Jack and Jill because you complain about it. And I'm like, I do not want to watch Jack and Jill. So... But she convinced me. We put it on, <gasps> and we did not make it all the way through. And and we watch we watch Justin to Kelly all the way oh, through. Oh yeah, from Justin oh. to Kelly is oh. better than Jack and Jill. Easy. Yes, I would agree with oh. that as well. As someone who's seen from Justin to <laughs> Kelly in and, the last oh I don't know five years. For two people who watch shit together constantly, constantly, for us not to make it through a movie is difficult i think there's only two movies that we haven't been able to get through and it's jack and jill's one of them 
and this is this says a lot considering Ruth is the biggest Mariah Carey fan. We glitter. didn't even make it like 15 minutes into glitter. It's so oh, boring. Man. Yeah, it just was too boring. So boring. Yeah. Oh that, man, that's a bummer. That is the that's the touch of death with a lot of the bad movies. Is if they're boring, I can't do it. You you have to make just off the wall fucking batshit insane choices because if it's too boring, I'll check out. And I don't care how bad it is. I just don't enjoy it. And yeah, Jack and Jill is uh, it's Jack and Jill's like grating. It like hurts to watch. It hurts to watch. I couldn't agree watch. more. I mean, obviously, Bacon, like we've seen it, but like I do not think I could sit through it again. Like Marie, you and I tried to watch it for the first time together. Like when we were just hanging out watching bad movies together, we didn't finish it the first time. We only, right. f- I think, the only time I've actually finished that movie is with you for the podcast. I've yes. never. It's so hard to get through. It is. It's really. It's. It's brutal. It, honestly, uh, that could be used as like a a torture tactic by the the U.S. like Get armed forces. Up. Yeah. Yeah. I watched. No. The, I, the, and sorry. I wa- I did a. I did a like a whatever Hotel Transylvania. This whatever. I did like. I watched Jack and Jill because both of you were like, it's so bad. You you have to like give us your opinion on it. And I sat down and fucking watched that. And I think I did like an hour and a half long podcast just ranting about how much I hated that film just by myself. Yes. Wait, that's the bonus episode. Make sure to check out that's that. That's a one. bonus episode. Yeah. <laughs> Caleb also, Caleb is, it, this is funny because Caleb used to be like, well, you guys are the, well, you're the Adam Sandler uh, know it all and blah, blah, blah. And now Caleb is like the Hotel Transylvania, like through and through. Yeah, you seem to know more than us. Yeah, you're the the uh, HT scholar. Yeah, uh, that's just because I watched them all <laughs> back to back to back in a in a four and a half hours uh, on another level, sober wise. I, I, I there was that was the only way to get through it. Is just like well, gotta keep getting more and more. And so, like, I don't know. That's not true at all. I just saw it more recently than you both did. Uh, right. <laughs> Well, here's what I'm going to ask. Because you've watched them all so recently in a 72-hour period, you've watched these four films. <laughs> Thank God they're not very long, any of them. Uh, how would you rank these? Two, three, one, four. Two, three, one, four. Mm-hmm. Were you swayed by the pea sponge? In the first one? <laughs> and are you upset that that doesn't make a return? Yeah, are you so, upset that the peace sponge doesn't return? Like we were upset that yeah, the peace sponge. I feel didn't like return. I have Hotel Transylvania one as number one, just because. <laughs> okay, so I know, and this is my favorite part. Of the, this is what clicked into my head. I gave my order, and then Kath, and then and then uh, Marie goes, "Are you upset about the speed uh, pea sponge in the first one?" And my immediate thought process went, "Is the first one her favorite just because of the peace sponge?" <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. it is. It's both of ours because it's peace punch. <laughs> we lost our mind. We watched that like ten times in a row. Bacon made up a video that's like four seconds long. That's just the peace punch on repeat, like twenty times. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, and we still don't know. Was it coming? 
was it receiving sexual pleasure from sucking? <laughs> you think it was orgasming? Oh, well, okay. It's getting off on getting soaked in pee. Okay, clearly. So you're, you're a magic sponge <laughs> in a hotel. You're picked up by a witch, which there. I, I just remembered, not a lot of witches in this fourth one. That's weird. Oh, there isn't. There's a lot of them in the third. Tons of witches usually. Yeah. Also in the third one, the fish joke was really good. Anyway, you're yes, pee sponge. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. pee sponge at a magic hotel, and a witch grabs you throws you down on pee out of all the things that you got and that was your reaction your reaction is ah, 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 oh, 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 ah. it loves getting it loves soaked peace. in pee <laughs> it, it's getting off you think it has a piss, a piss fetish I oh mean, yeah I mean, big time on. piss sponge <laughs> Somebody needs to take a dump on that sponge and see what it thinks. Oh, my God. It, oh, my God. It I think wishes. it would explode. It, it wishes. Would. It wants a diarrhea shit all over it. Oh Cleveland steamer. Ah. Ah. Feel my porousness. I don't think that was quite as impactful for me as it was for you. So I'm going to stick with my standings. I agree. You know, I'll say three is solid. Three is some solid bits. There's a lot of color. There's a lot of color in this one, too, in Transformania. There's with the dances and the there's some scenes that they really show off like color and movement that are really nice. But that's just my baby brain, like really enjoying those things. Hmm. What about what about you, Marie? What's your order? Yeah, what's your order, Marie? Um, one, three, two, four wow. for me. Okay, wow. so you you hated this one. This one's your least favorite. Yeah, it's just like you know, once we're getting into four with these, like, come on, yeah, yeah, it's just like, did do, do we we're need not, this? Yeah, right. If I could line all of these up right next to each other on my list i would like all of these are just to me middling like none of them make me upset really uh there's some good parts in every single one of them there's some real talent behind all of this and i just really like cartoons i guess so like to me it it, i don't know one one three four two i i didn't hate this one i don't know i'd give it a 50 percent I'd give it wow. two and a half, two stars, two and a half stars in between two and two and a half stars. That's what literally we're, we are so divisive as a country. <laughs> we have all come together to say that Hotel Transylvania is yeah, fine. Yeah. It's a movie. It's a movie. It's a, you know, there's colors. Yeah. It's a movie. It didn't, it's not a movie we needed. No, um, of course not. As a society. No. Um, <laughs> it's, it's there. It's for sure there. Now, Marie, would we consider this an Adam Sandler movie because it has an Adam Sandler character of the same Dracula and it has almost the same cast as previous films and it's the same studio, but it doesn't have Adam Sandler. It has I'm, his essence. I'm ruling no. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't feel, I don't, because I don't think that Adam Sandler as Dracula is important at all in these films. I don't think that he does a good Dracula. I don't think that it's something that really would change anybody if they changed all the voice actors. I also don't think it's something he's known for. No. It's not like, oh my God, Adam Sandler, star of Hotel (laughs) Hotel Transylvania. (laughs) (laughs) And to be fair, no one is good at any of the characters. Like, it's not just Adam Sandler. Yes. Everyone is just being themselves. 
but we are seeing different a different voice as to what we normally see in terms of a body except yeah. for steve buscemi i think that's pretty spot on um yeah but, i don't know like to take to take an example ruth already threw out of frozen like mm-hmm. that has a lot of famous voice actors in it um and like kristen bell we she's a famous actress uh we like know her from many things but i still think there's like a lens of a character when Mm. she's doing the voice of anna like Mm. you just don't get that at all from any of these people no these people are on here so their name could be on the poster so they people would go see it in the past or when they're scrolling through amazon prime they see that these names are on there and they're like all right and this is still so adam sandler because even in this franchise they go on a vacation like <laughs> it's still a vacation that's how lazy it's still it's still a vacation i would not be surprised if they did all the voice acting in a studio in like hawaii yes adam yeah, sandler also... is so lazy even his voice actor characters go on vacation <laughs> also you notice that he went to a non um english like dominantly english speaking country for the first time that's probably why he bailed on this too oh that's interesting. That is interesting. I mean, I'm not saying that for a fact. I'm just No, I'm going to take it as such. Well, both of us agree that, uh, or all of us agree, this is not an Adam Sandler movie. It will not make it on our lists. Uh, so the lists stay the same. You could check those out. They'll be in the show notes. Uh, I have forgotten what they are now because we've been doing this so long. Uh, you guys, we the next movie that we're going to watch is that Sean Payton uh, biopic with Kevin James as Sean Payton. If you guys don't know this, he's the coach, the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. And they won the Super Bowl after Hurricane Katrina the, like the next year, so it was this big thing. I don't know if that's what the movie, do we know what the movie's about? I hope it's about the bounty. That's what I want. Oh, is it about bounty I want the story. I don't think it is. This is like, this is Patriot porn. Like this is Got like, it. I think that's what it is. But I, if you really want to make an interesting film, you make it about that whole bounty system, but they're not Wait, because what? it stars Kevin. Uh, there was a, a big thing about the Saints when they went and won the Super Bowl. They had a defensive coordinator who put like money down and made it a, a point of emphasis to hurt the opposing team's quarterback or wide receivers or running back, which is like every team you want like big hits and you want yeah. to like make them feel it and you want to play a physical game. This definitely crossed the line. This was malicious. This is like, mm-hmm. this is a very dirty thing in uh, the NFL that they kind of swept under the rug. So I doubt that they'd make a movie about this. It'd be like Wait, them trying to make another concussion movie. But yeah, was Sean Payton? Payton? Yes, Sean Payton. Payton. Ooh, nice, um, nice glottal stop though. <laughs> was he suspended for this? Yes. Yes. It was a big and deal. And did he start coaching like a smaller team no well i think he coached possibly pop warner football is what that is that is yeah because like in the trailer um it like shows him being like a big shot and then it shows like like (laughs) it cuts to like oh like so and so scandal i have the Um, breakdown right here and then it shows him like coaching his son's football team or something yeah according to the netflix synopsis home team opens peyton uh as peyton is unexpectedly suspended just two years after his super bowl win upon heading home he finds himself reconnecting with his 12 year old son uh by whipping up his pop warner football team into shape 
The film cast also include. Okay, so yeah, it's called Home oh, Team. Oh, so this is this is like NFL propaganda. This yeah. is like. Oh, well, he learned so much from this experience of being suspended. Look, like how. Oh, fuck off! Yeah. I'm gonna hate this film. Some people are calling it a biopic. I don't know. I mean, it is a biopic, right? Uh, I mean. I would kind of Kevin James is I would say even more of a Bill Belichick than a Sean Payton. It just well, I think work. we can totally agree that this is like no Kevin Miscast. James should not be playing Sean fucking Payton. <laughs> yeah. Like no, but that doesn't mean it's not a biopic. Well, I know, but it's just is, is he is he named Sean Payton in the movie? Yeah, yeah. He's Sean Payton. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a biopic about Sean him. Payton. And it's Rob Schneider's like in it too. Inspired by. I I'm just asking I'm just asking the question. Hey, don't get mad at me. <laughs> well, that'll I didn't make the movie. Let's... I'm just asking the questions. We'll talk about we'll talk more about that when that one comes out. Uh it <laughs> is uh... Hey, hey, don't get mad at me, okay? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know a lot about football. <laughs> because guess when we're talking about it, you guys? Yeah, when, did this, when does this come out? So, Soon, when, right? yeah. You guys, make sure to stay up to date on the podcast because uh, it is supposed to release January 28th, 2022. Oh, oh wow. my God. Next week. Right before Next the big game. Yeah, probably, right before the big game. Probably when, we're re- probably when <laughs> yeah, we're releasing this, is, this episode. Yeah. This is this is good-ass NFL propaganda, I'll tell you that. Well, do you yeah, know who the producers are? There's three producers. NFL Films? Kevin James is a producer. Of course he is. Adam Sandler is a producer. <laughs> And Alan Covert is a producer. No way. This, you guys, I'm seeing this right now. I can't believe it. This is a Happy Madison production. I so we have to 100 percent have to do it. Well, we have to do it. Of course it it is. We have to do it because Kevin James Netflix deal, right? Of course it is. This is you know how Kevin James part of like the Netflix deal is like Kevin James would get like one crappy movie. He did that International Assassin one or whatever that nobody liked. Oh right, yes. This is like probably what he wanted to do because he wants to go towards more serious stuff. So this is a Happy Madison uh, part of the podcast, and it's a Kevin James uh, don't start. Kevin James never started. Never started. Wow. Oh my God. Wow. It's a crossover. Yeah. A crossover between our, our franchises. Holy For the franchises. And Alan Covert is a producer. And it you comes out next week. We have to plan, you guys. We have so much planning. my mind. They were like, we got to bring in Alan for this one. We got to bring in Grandma's boy. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say something really quickly, too? Yes. Sure. I was watching Peacemaker, which I, I'm enjoying. Yeah. I was watching it and I'm sitting there and there's a character specifically in it. And I'm like, I know this guy from somewhere. Where the fuck do I know this guy? I'm watching it. I'm like in the second episode. I'm like, this guy is someone I have seen. Why do I know him? And I don't like him. He's great in this, but I don't like him for some reason. And I don't know why. And I'm watching the third episode and it fucking hits me. I'm like, he was in the crew. He was the dumb um, race driver in the crew. No. And so he plays, he's great in Peacemaker. I'll say that really quickly. He's very good in Peacemaker. Okay. Do you remember, Marie, we watched it. It we was watched- Kevin James shitty Netflix show. Oh my God, the show. <laughs> yes. The show. Yeah, I remember that. I, this is I problem with I pandemic. Yeah, this is problem with pandemic. I forgot everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I was watching it being like, where do I know this guy? Why do I hate him? It's because I saw him in the fucking crew. And, I, and oh, it's not his fault. 
It's not his fault. You, and you honestly, an he's very good in Peacemaker. He's yeah. clearly a great actor. No one's going to be good on that on the crew. Like, I didn't blame yeah. any act. I only blame Kevin James. I don't blame anybody else who's on that show. Right. Yeah. That's that's totally fair. Yeah. <sighs> All right, you guys. Uh, we have now officially talked about this movie longer than the movie is itself. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's true. You take away the, the credits 100%. Yes, easy. So is there anything else that we'd like to say about this? Uh, make sure to stay in. Anything else? Anything that anybody like to promote? Any of that stuff? Uh, no, not right now. No. Ruth, you have anything? No, but thank you for having me. Right. This was so much oh fun. Oh my gosh. It was yeah. lovely to hear your voice and hear your vampire perspective. <laughs> That's really why I wanted her to come on is to tell that story. <laughs> it's so worth it. Ruth has so many stories like this, and it's just it, we we grew up differently. It was it's so weird. Yeah, different cultures. Different you cultures. Know? Yeah. yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, oh, I have. Uh, speaking of Adam Sandler stuff, I am going to be releasing Adam Sandler uh, movie reviews to cover up all of those because I did on my videos on my YouTube channel. I did recently post a Jack and Jill Thanksgiving dinner scene breakdown on my YouTube channel, just youtube.com slash Chicago bacon. I'm doing a bunch of movies. I just did a whole like Dexter new blood review Ooh, the whole season cool. of that. Uh, so, but make sure you watch the season or cause it's all spoilers. Um, that, that, that new season is supposed to be insanely good. Is that true? No. Uh, it's not. The it's first bad. episode was good, and it really makes you think that the show is going to be good. And then every episode that happens, it slowly turns into old Dexter. And the ending, really? uh, I'm not going to spoil anything, but uh, I think I hate the ending more now than if when if they just left it as is, like they did last time. Really, because that's one of, that's regarded as one of the worst season finales of all time. Yes, and this one is bad. Uh, I suggest wow. watching. I mean, if you're a wow. Dexter fan, I'm a huge Dexter fan. Like, I I watch. I continued watched it even when I hated it, even after it got to garbage. I'm like, please come back, do something. Yeah. And I watched this one going in, expecting, like, not expecting, hoping that it would be good. I really, really wanted it to be good. And at first, it kind of was, but, but then it goes on, and everything that they set up doesn't matter. You could watch my YouTube video on it. I, I show mm -hmm. parts. You could see the, how bad the writing is, and I show the mm -hmm. ending of the thing. So. You can check that out. Yeah. All right. Well, this I'm, has been Dexter cast. Yeah, and, uh, I was say, I'm the opposite of a Dexter fan. Yeah. I, uh, I wouldn't touch that show with a uh, 39 and a half foot pool. Oh, um, no, I would, I would never watch, never could watch that show. Never in a million um, years. I would just be passed out all the time. Well, the third, the last from season the isn't even that gory or violent. Uh, they kind of step away from it because I don't know. They're cowards. Anyway. Uh, I think that's it. Make sure to tune in. You guys, as soon as Home Team is released, we're going to do our best to try and get this one done. Uh, it's And I can't wait to come back to Chicago and record these in person, you guys. Yeah, we can't wait to have you back. Yeah. Uh, you and Ruth here. Yeah. Um, how how are we going to sign off on this? Should we say goodbye, Hotel Transylvania? <laughs> uh, Hotel Transylvania, Cause... please stop. Or don't. Uh, we I don't do... care. Hotel Transylvania. I would think we're checking out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Here it is. Uh, three, two, one. Hotel, Hotel Transylvania. Transylvania. I think we're checking out.